I'm Lucy Barkas, and this is the Leader X Podcast. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the previous podcast with uh, Paul McGilvery of Remote. Now, we had some amazing conversations about, you know, what the future of work is, will look like, um, you know, everything from, you know, corporate social responsibility and purpose, as well as some really science fiction style concepts that just blew my mind. Now, Paul and I explored many of those topics and got really excited about what work will look like in the future. And we weren't talking 10 or 20 years ahead because the rate of change we experience uh, because of the advancements in technology means that, to be honest, every couple of years we'll be taking these huge quantum leaps. And what really stood out for me was his advice for leaders. If software can do this job, then it's not really a job that a human should be doing. The chances are, if it's to again quote Mar Marianne's first book, if it's simple, logical and repeatable, then it's automatable. Put it aside and leave the work for the humans that is perfect for humans. Now, first Paul said that what they should be doing is looking at how they can automate as much as possible. And his rationale was really solid, you know, because he noticed how many, you know, businesses actually had to shut down during the COVID pandemic because everything that they were doing was based on people doing the work. There are, there are so many jobs in terms of the service industry, that whether it's nursing or face-to-face, -face, um, you know, hotels and restaurants and things like that, that makes sense. But for the other businesses, there's so much that could be automated that could have kept the wheels of commerce turning, even in the most dramatic of instances. And it's only going to get more, you know, more as we start seeing other pandemics come up. We're also going to see, you know, in California and, you know, that, that whole coast of America, it's all on fire. Imagine a world where actually the human element is taking out to do a lot of those repetitive tasks. And that's what he was saying, really. It's a leader's responsibility to automate and use technology and AI um, so that humans can really do the, the really value adding and interesting stuff that they can do from any time, any place and anywhere. So what does this mean for leaders when thinking about strategy? You know, first of all, you need to map out all of the processes in your business, each and every step from production operations, ordering, delivery, sales, marketing, the back office functions, you know, involve your teams in doing their own mapping. And yeah, of course, you can get the traditional pen and paper out or put post-it notes all over the wall, or you can start using tech to do it for you. So, you know, use collaborative online tools such as Jamboards or Monday, Asana or Miro. Seriously, the possibilities are endless. Just Google what you need and you'll find so much tech and apps out there. You know, there's really no excuse for not doing this work. And then look at what activities could be brought online, systematized and repeated. In series two, I spoke to Marianne Page, author of Simple, Logical and Repeatable. So I recommend you heading back to that um, episode and, and listening to her wisdom and by her book. Um, but you'll pick up so many tips about how to future-proof your business. And she explains that you need to focus on, you know, planning. So that clarity around your destination, your route map to get there, 
the processes that are within your organization. So simplicity of your customer journey, um, you know, write everything down and you know, record training documents and systems so that it doesn't matter where somebody is, they don't need you in the room. They can just go to some kind of SharePoint and find the information they need. And then look at your people. You know, what are your effective hiring training um, protocols so that people know how do we do things around here? What's our culture? Um, how do we consistently deliver high standards? And then finally, looking at performance, you know, that ability to measure and manage performance so you don't actually have to physically be there looking over somebody to see what work they're doing. And both Paul and Marianne urge leaders to focus on the operation side first. Identify all the elements in your business that you need to repeat often and find technical solutions and processes to deliver them. And simplify your processes. You know, the way most organizations evolve is just a patch and build. So you have a process, then when something goes wrong or you need to add a new product or a service delivery, you simply just build on to what you've already got. And before you know it, you've got a really complex system built on foundations that we build, you know, long time in the past. In later episodes, I'll be talking to Emma Birchall and Harriet Molyneux about how shifting to adult-to-adult working relationships will future-proof your culture. And in the next episode, hear my chat with Smash Brands' Kevin Smith, and we investigate how AI could find the next entrepreneurial idea. Make sure you're subscribed and look out for new episodes as they appear in your feed. And don't forget, there's more on the guests in the show notes. Now, I remember running a function in my um, early energy industry days, and we had filing cabinets filled with invoices that were held for like six years, probably longer. Um, and every year, these documents were either archived or shredded. And, you know, they were all surrounding my desk, and I actually felt quite claustrophobic at times, these big metal cabinets surrounding me. So I started looking at what are we doing and why are we doing it? And I was really shocked, you know, that the process looked like this. A supplier would email in an invoice. Historically, these would have been posted in. And then this invoice would have been printed off because, again, it would have been posted and we'd have had a physical copy at some point. And then a sheet or a pro forma would have been printed off and completed by hand with all the supplier information and the invoice number, value, etc. And then we posted them to accounts payable who then, uh, we would then print the, take the printed copy and put it in the filing cabinet. And then accounts payable would literally data input and then they would scan the invoice and store it electronically. And then obviously finally pay. So you can see my point, the process was simply built on the old ways of working and nobody questioned why. And even when I asked why, my team said, well, that's how AP wants it. So I asked accounts payable, well, why are you doing it this when they said, well, this is how your team want it done. Nobody questioned whether the system was simple, logical, or repeatable. So I soon rectified all of that. Um, no more printing, no more filing cabinets, and the files were all transferred electronically in seconds. Other examples I've worked with these clients in um, the wills and probates department, and they wanted to move to a paperless organization. And they thought they'd done that until the MD discovered that the legal secretaries were still printing out the documents and physically sewing them with legal ribbon and sealing with wax. 
No, yeah, it was a nice touch, uh, a USB even, but they weren't doing it for that reason. They were doing it just because that's the, the way they've always done it. Now, people naturally resist change, especially if they fear that they're going to lose a large chunk of their work or, you know, as a result of the automation. So involving people in the why, the purpose and the solution will really win, you know, be a win for you. Now, bottom line, if you can't run your business because of some force majeure, no job will survive. So instead, free your people to do the really value-added work, the human work, the relationships, the problem-solving, the creativity and the innovation. So as Paul says, if you want your business to fulfill its operations, whether you can be on-site or not, automation is the answer. So the second priority for leaders is to create digital assets. These are the items or services that can be watched, bought, consumed, purchased online. They're the assets that can be created once and then delivered time and time again. Humans simply just keep on enhancing the products. So when I think about my own business, there are some parts that only I can do. But so much of it can be automated, simplified or made into an asset. For example, I use online accounting, online booking calendars, programs for my marketing in, into software, which publishes it for me. I have a PDF with terms and conditions, um, steps and brochures, and quotes that are automatically sent to clients. What I do personally is have the conversations with clients to identify their needs, um, design a bespoke solution and deliver the programs. Invoices are managed by my software and feedback is collated via an app. So there's still work to be done. It's always evolving, but now I deliver the value um, and the repetitive low value elements are systematized. And as for digital assets, well, you're listening to one of them now. I'm building my online learning platform too, which will empower clients to learn in their own time and access, you know, even when I sleep. It's not just for my own business efficiency either. Customers want simple, easy, empowered ways to interact with their suppliers, which goes back to the leader X mindset of any time, any place, anywhere. Now, I know it might feel overwhelming, especially if you haven't engaged your teams in solving problems before or even defining your why, your vision and your mission. And that's why I'm here to help, to focus um, on the my present step first, assessing where you are now, then my legacy, where do you want to be in the future, before moving to my team, aligning, involving and developing your people to enable the change and then my business, which is implementing the strategy, the systems and the processes. And of course, Marianne is the master of systematizing your business and Paul McGilvery is your solutions master. You don't have to do it all alone. Find your expert and start future proofing your business. Coming up in the next episode, I talk to Kevin Smith of Smash Brand, a Utah based branding company all about data and how that can help you launch a killer campaign. So subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Oh, and please feel free to connect on social media just by searching the hashtag LeaderX. So until then, see you soon. So that's another episode done. Don't forget to buy the book, Leader X, subscribe to the podcast and sign up to the newsletter at www.3wh.uk.com. That's the number three in the letters W and H.
And now it's time for you to step up, take control and lead with impact. Tune in next time for another great guest. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leader X podcast. The Leader X podcast is a gifted gab production for 3WH.